Oh, hello. It's the Album Nerds Podcast once again. You got your best friends, Dude and Andy. I'm Dude. So that makes him Andy. What's up, my man? Hey, buddy. How's it going over there? Welcome to the show, everybody. It is the Album Nerds Podcast. Talk about albums and how much we love them. We sure do, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about today, man? What? We're talking about records that we would like to recommend to our listeners. Um, oh, I've chosen yes. one, and you've chosen one, yes. and uh, they couldn't be more different, or could they? Well, they're pretty different, but I'm equally excited about both of them. Want to stay, just jump into it here, man? Just let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Do Absolutely. It. No right. dawdling. It's on. Yeah, the record I picked out is from one of my favorite people in the music industry at the moment, Mavis Staples. She has a new release out called If All I Was Was Black. And it is one of those records that I am super excited about. And I listen to it pretty regularly just for fun, not even to learn about. Just I think it's just a good listen start to finish. You know who Mavis Staples is, right, man? Familiar? Yeah, a little bit. And we we talked about her on one of our previous shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't she do guest vocals? Yeah. On the Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Booker record. Booker album? Yeah, 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 exactly. So this is her 16th studio record. Um, it's written and produced by Jeff Tweedy, who I'm sure you know from uh, Wilco, right? Crazy, crazy, man. I, when I read that, I was like, excuse me? But I guess it turns out that this is a work. They've had a working relationship for a while. Yeah. Right. They've been friendly for quite some time. I know he's a big fan of hers. And he's been doing a lot of producing and he kind of, you know, he falls and he likes that kind of uh, vintage sound. And that's what she's all about, too. So it's a good fit. Uh, Jeff's son, actually, Spencer, plays drums on this record. Um, but yeah, Mavis, you know, she kind of grew at rose to popularity in the late 40s with as part of the uh, Staple Singers, uh, a group of gospel singers kind of fronted by her father, Pop Staples. Um, they had a bunch of hits, you know, back um 50s and 60s, really well known at the time. And lately she's been doing some solo work. Uh, she's had a few records the last few years, really enjoyed them. But this one I think is particularly poignant because of the subject matter she's discussing. Um, it mainly focuses on kind of pol- the current political culture and the racial issues that are, I guess, unfortunately fairly prevalent back in the 60s when she was uh, singing about them then and, you know, have definitely kind of come to a head uh, nowadays in 2017. I think what really set this record apart for me was it's political, but it's not really divisive. It's about bringing people together. And she is such a lovely, charming person. She, in my opinion, is the best person to do that. She comes from such a loving, warm place of like understanding and appreciation for all people. That, I mean, I think that message is something that everybody needs to hear right now. And, you know, as a country that's, we seem so divided, she's all about bringing us back together. And I absolutely love it. Let's play the title track from this, the second cut, If All I Was Was Black. Gifts. Gifts. How 
Mm, such a nice, warm, inviting sound to that. Just positive energy exuding from this record. Yeah, I just, I just immediately took to this first time I heard it. What did you think? It was not what I was expecting. I thought it would be more of a Aretha Franklin style sort of thing, and I really like it. I, I'm really crazy about the songwriting. Really good songwriting. Really, and and I can hear Jeff Tweedy's. You know, especially since he was, uh, I guess he wrote or co-wrote all these songs i hear that style there but it fits which really surprised yeah me. yeah you're right he wrote all all the songs on this record obviously for mavis to sing I and mean, it was never going to be like a wilco record or anything but yeah he really captures I, I mean they're very close friends so i'm sure that she had a lot of input on the lyrics and she just sings them perfectly i mean it sounds like it's coming right from her soul and i think he really offers an awesome perspective on what it's like to be you know a minority in this time in america you know why black lives matter is is something that's not necessarily trying to knock down other people but trying to raise up us you know black people and i think that she does a great job delivering that message here outside the the lyrics it's it's a really well-produced record it sounds super tight it's not over the top in, in any in any way um, to detract from the message, but it's it's super tight. You know, it's just simple guitar, piano, and drums, some backing vocals, um, but it all has a very nice, warm, inviting sound. You know, it sounds like it's from like the '70s and how it was recorded. Yeah, I it, it's I think it's gonna be in my top list for the year for sure. She had a really cool quote about uh about these songs in particular and how the positive message that they're trying to get out there. She says, uh, "You can't stop me." You can't break me. I'm too loving. These songs are going to change the world. And I think that's exactly the potential they have. Let's play one more cut towards the other record here. This is called We Go High. Yeah, such a great message there. It just that mission of love and compassion. I think that's exactly what we need right now. You know, it was, it's honestly probably the first time I felt positive about this time in history in America. Like maybe we could make something good out of this. And I think, uh, I think this record could go a long way towards doing that. One would hope, one would hope that music still has that power. And, and it wasn't Mavis. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's 78 years old, right? That's worth noting. I mean, this woman has been a part of, of civil rights activism and this is a this is not just some like cash grab i'm gonna sing about you know social injustice type of a thing this is this comes this comes from a lifetime yeah she's lived this life i mean she was down south in the 60s and the 50s dealt with a lot of racism personally she tells some amazing stories about that just how they were treated back then um obviously we've come a long way from then but we still have a lot of work to do on this front and i think uh she is a great person to be out front, kind of leading that charge. And so, uh, I, you know, whatever we can do to help get this music out there, I'm all for doing it. I think she's an amazing person. There's a really great documentary out on her. I would highly recommend if, if you have a chance to watch. Um, yeah, I've, so maybe Staples, if all I was was black, 
uh, I think this is a record that's uh, really important people here right now. So highly recommended cool. for me. Sounds like you uh, had a, a positive experience with it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed listening to it, and um, it surprised me. And I, the lyrics were poignant and interesting, and uh, it was nice hearing. You know, some of the it's very straightforward. Yeah. So yeah. without being cheesy or or you know, yeah, lovey dovey. Not a lot of poetic mumbo jumbo that you have to interpret. It's clear what you know the message is, and I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty powerful record. Definitely would recommend checking it out. So I know you got something totally different. As we usually do on the show. What are you listening to, man? It's rock and roll time. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. So mine does not, I mean, no offense to One Bad Son, the band I'm talking about today, but there's not a lot of social change being, uh, <laughs> being brought to the forefront here in the uh, the album I'm talking about today. But that's all right, because it rocks, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, the name of the record is Made in the Name of Rock and Roll. There you go. And it was uh, just released back in October. One of the things I think is so cool about that is, you know, you know, rock bands used to do that all the time. They used to talk about rock and roll. They used to write songs about rock and roll, and they'd be like, rock and roll will never <laughs> die, or... Rock and roll, you know, ain't noise pollution right. or whatever. And you don't get a lot of that these days. And it's kind of cool for the Canadian rockers known as One Bad Son to sort of bring that back, bring that sentiment back. So One Bad Son, we've talked about them before. I'm a big fan of their albums. This, I believe, is their fifth. The members are Shane Volk. He's the vocalist. Adam Hicks, Steve Adams, and Kurt Dahl, he's the drummer, and apparently he's also an entertainment lawyer in Canada, which is pretty <laughs> freaking sweet. Um, previously on bass, who just left in 2017 was Adam Grant, so I don't know how much he had to do with the writing or recording of these songs. I'm going to do something a little bit different, and I'm just going to jump into a song first. We're going to go with their first single off of this album called Raging Bull. So we basically got the rocking and the rolling. We've got uh, the awesome, like Axl Rose style vocals that Shane Volk is, is mm-hmm. uh, able to do. And what I really like about this band and this album is they evoke all those feelings from me from the 1980s, like your Bon Jovi songs and Def Leppard and all that stuff. But they don't sound like that exactly. You just feel it. What do you think? Do you do you get that vibe too? I got that vibe from this record in particular, that more 80s sound to it, Bon Jovi, ACDC, I kept thinking about a lot. Um, that song, though, I really liked the single a lot. When that came out in the summertime, I was like, oh, cool. I believe that song went number one, Raging Bull, which one shout out to them is in the last three records, there's some reference to cowboys or cowboy movies or westerns. Okay. Raging Bull, in this case, 
was there retro or in on the first or on their self-titled record there was a song called uh true grit and it had a piece from a john yeah, wayne record yeah. in it or a movie in it bon jovi kind of had this thing about cowboys and and stuff in some of their yeah. in some of their music so there's just these sort of elements that remind me of it, but don't sound like they're trying to sound like those bands. They just have all these little flavors mixed in, and I think that's it's like a like a delicious ice cream sundae of rock and roll. <laughs> it sounded a little bit more like their previous records than the rest of this record does. I th- okay. I thought this record sounded very modern, thirty like thirty two minutes long. I thought it had a more modern sound to it, um, personally, and a more modern production sound. But yeah, I think it does. I think the production in particular does sound really modern. I, I think what bothered me about that style is it sounds is like how they started using like these um, sort of the vocal harmonies, getting away from just his voice and adding a lot of layers to it. I don't know if you noticed that in some of the other tracks on here, and you hear that a lot in like pop music. Yeah, "Made in the Name of Rock and Roll" is the opening song. It's it rocks pretty hard. It's very cool. You know, it's very simple. It's made in the name of rock and roll. That's what it, it drives me. It's my passion. It's my life. I like that sentiment. What'd you think of the opener? Were you feeling like, yeah, I'm about to rock? Or were you like, eh, that's corny? <laughs> I know what you're saying about how that used to be more of a common topic in these types of songs. Yes. So it took me a little aback. I'm not used to that. Yeah, it was surprising. It's cool. I liked it. I don't know. I'm a little lukewarm on this record as a whole compared to the rest of their catalog, which I think is a little bit more exciting. I was less enthused right at first, but after a couple of listens, every time I listened to it, I liked it more and more. All told, I think it's a really fun, quick listen. There's some. Did you notice in um, so in the song "Rise Up"? You remember that one? Mm-hmm. It's got the lift right. Lift like the marching stuff and the guitar work, the gang, 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 reminded me of like a Marilyn Manson song or something. <laughs> I, okay. not lyrically or whatever, but just like I felt like they were stretching out a little bit and t- t- tasting all sorts of different types of hard rock in this record. I got different flavors from all over the place. I'm going to play a song called The Promise. This one's more of a ballad, and it kind of speaks to what I'm talking about, where there's all these sort of flavors of rock. You know, I love the songs that are about, you know, it's kind of about being young and then growing up and trying to recapture that sometimes. And this band's been around 13 years, and I think, you know, they've earned their stripes. And I think this is a really fun record, and it's the one they, you know, in the interviews, bands always say this is our best record. This is the one we've always wanted to make. But I really do think if you listen to their oldest stuff where they're really – heavy alternative sounding and then they got more into a more polished sort of hard rock sound this feels like the the biggest blend of that 
so far to me. But I get the sense that this is not going to be in your uh, jukebox. No, I don't think so. It's just a little too big and produced sounding. It's like all those, like that song you just played there. It does kind of sound like Bon Jovi now that you, you mentioned it. It's a very big uh, anthemic chorus. It's repeated. There's not a lot of blues guitar like they had in their previous records, which I kind of miss. And he is great, such a great voice. Like, I don't know why they need to dial it up so much with like they do in this record. And yeah, it was a little underwhelming for me as a whole, but you know, um, a curse on you. <laughs> I, I, I think it's awesome that you're promoting this band because I do think they're cool a cool rock band and they're kind of uh, underappreciated for sure. So I definitely want to get their name out there. You know, I'd like, I'd love for them to get some radio play here in the States and get some attention. I think they definitely deserve it. And uh, people need to hear that there are still bands out there that rock and love rock and roll and, you know, listen to it. You know, these guys are fans of rock and roll too. And that's very apparent mm-hmm. yeah. in their, in their music. And I think that's really important. They are trying to expand beyond Canada. They want to, you know, they want, and I think that's part of this big sound. They've got a promoter and publicist for a full tour in 2018. I know they tour Canada and they have number one hits there, but I hope, I hope something breaks for them this year. I'd really love to, to see them on a, you know, on Jimmy Fallon or something. <laughs> I think they're, I think they deserve it. And I, I hope they get the exposure they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. I think this record could, could work on radio. Or, you know, at a larger type of stadium or larger venue. Yeah, I think it's probably a good step for them in terms of their career. And I, I hope it works out for them. Wish them all the luck because they put out some really good music over the years. It's worth it's yeah. worth hearing. Rise up, One Bad Son. It's your time. Get it done. <laughs> Become famous. Bring rock and roll back to America. We don't have enough of it. I'm tired of R&B acts and ladies wearing weird costumes and singing <laughs> i need some rock and roll yeah. all right man well, that's, that's canada for you <laughs> <laughs> cool dude well it's a good pick it's a good pick i'm definitely glad i hear it also check out the maybe staples record if all i was was black and one bad son again is named made in the name of rock and roll hell yeah so yeah two new release recommendations for you, everybody out there what have you been listening to what's good uh What's good in the new release category that you've been spinning and enjoying? Love to hear. Hit us up on Twitter at Album Nerds. Also, our website, albumnerds.com. Love to give you some recommendations based upon uh, what you enjoy. You can uh, do that there. It's a simple little form. Fill out a few records you love. We'll spit back a few that, that we'd recommend for you from our personal uh, experience. And maybe get some conversation going. That'd be amazing. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. You said it. I mean it. Amen. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so coming up, we got uh we're gonna be doing some holiday shows and I know we're also gonna be counting down our favorite records from twenty seventeen as well. Yeah we are. Oh yeah, so uh keep an ear out for that. Please do subscribe to this show and uh give us a radio on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. Five stars. Preferably. Please. And if you if you give us a little write up, give us a review. We'll read it on the show. Yeah, totally. You'll be famous, <laughs> famous. Famous. All right, brother. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. 
on the Album Nerds Podcast. Thanks, Album Nerds. Peace out. We'll catch you when we catch you, just like Andy said, because he knows. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.